Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day or night this finds you listening in. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to Musical World. On this episode, I talk with Dan Elish. Dan has written several musicals in the past, and on this episode of Musical World, we're going to concentrate on two of those. The Worldwide Dessert Contest and Nine Wives. As always, please go to musicalworld.us for links to everything we talk about on this episode. And now, without further ado, here's my interview with Dan Elish. Hi, Dan. Hey, how are you? Very nice to be here with you. I'm, I'm great. Uh, I'm so glad we got put in contact with each other because, you know, you've done... A lot of different things. Alina Adams got in touch with us about you, and, you know, I immediately went to the links that she sent, and it's like, wow, this is, you know, what, how have we not found this guy on our own? <laughs> how did we miss this guy? Thank you. Well, many people have, but thank you. <laughs> uh, as with most of us, but... Uh, yeah. Exactly. Before we get started here, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, a couple of shows in particular that you're involved in. But give us a little background on Dan Elish. Yeah, well, um, my career has been a little weird. I mean, it's followed this path that I didn't quite expect. But I, uh, I went to college in Middlebury, Vermont, and I, uh, I wrote shows there, like music and lyrics to shows. And I came to New York, you know, wanting to be the next Richard Rogers kind of thing. And um <laughs> Didn't quite. I didn't quite work out that way, but it went in another way. I um, you know what? I like when I was like 24 years old. On a whim, I reread the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and uh, ah. I started writing this children's novel, The Worldwide Dessert Contest. And I um, basically, long story short, I got this book published by a really great editor in place, and that sort of became my career. But uh, writing children's novels. But I then I still was always interested in theater, and I. I turned one of the things I'm going to be talking to you about today is this book, The Worldwide Dessert Contest. I turned it into a musical, and it was performed here in New York a long time ago, about 20 years ago. And then, you know, wrote some other stuff that, you know, were done around town, like just children's things, and wrote some adult novels. Then I kind of got back into theater. I wanted to be back in theater. And then around 10 years ago, I hooked up with um, Jason Robert Brown. You know, actually, I went to see uh, who. I'm sure most of your listeners know it's great music, uh, great music and lyrics, and was a really kind of well-known guy. I had heard of him, but it kind of went like I um, I had heard one of his songs, and actually I went to see the last five years, ten years ago. My wife is not a big musical theater fan. I dragged her to see it because I heard this Jason Robert Brown guy was really talented, and we loved the show. And long story short, I went to see Jason give a little talk, and he was in this talk. He was jokingly saying that he wanted to write uh, a show starring a bunch of dancing teenagers. A little bell went off in my head because I just had, you know, a children's novel, but I just had a young adult novel come out, which was about kind of eighth grade boys in New York. Hmm. And New York is kind of a smaller town, and people think if you're around here, everybody kind of knows somebody. And I knew some people who knew Jason, and I asked if he wanted to read a copy of my book. Um, a 
friend asked him, and he said yes. And he read it, and he contacted me and said, you know, I do have an idea for a musical about teenagers. Do you want to meet and talk about it? And um, and he had this idea for 13, the basic plot for 13, and then we started working on that. So that's how I... And, and the rest is a, history. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was it was mostly good history. It wasn't all good history. <laughs> well, as always. No, it, it was first done in, yeah, it was before, done in L.A. at the Mark Taper Forum, and that was massive thrill and it was everybody out there was so great and uh then the show came to new york and it was kind of more fraught with uh just you know the pressure was on and the show opened unfortunately in the fall of 08 when the economy was cratering and it opened like it opened a week before billy elliott which also because it was kind of a perfect storm of you know i mean i'm not saying the show would have been still running if those conditions weren't in place, but it, it does, that certainly didn't help. But it lasted for like four months, and now it's um, it's done all over the place now, so that's great. Right. And um, just to, um, from that, I kind of got wanting to do theater again. I was still doing books, and I had an idea. I wrote, I've written two adult novels, one of which is called Nine Wives, which is like this uh, book that professes to be funny. I mean, the people who like it think it's funny. <laughs> People who don't like it think it's not funny, but um, about this kind of very overly romantic single guy in New York looking for the perfect wife. And I thought this would be a good musical, and I approached this very talented friend of mine, Doug Cohen, who's written a lot of shows, including No Way to Treat a Lady, and um, he's, he's, yeah, and The Gig, he's he's really talented, he's probably not as well known as he deserves to be, he's won every award in the book, literally somebody can get for musical theater writing but you know to my so, uh, to my pleasure delight he said he wanted to work on it with me so that's kind of like um the big next that's like the musical i've been working on and trying to push it's been workshopped and it was just up at um good speed and uh which is a place that develops shows and we got hmm. into this festival so um we feel that's ready to finally be produced so that's maybe a longer answer than you wanted of my career <laughs> no, that's perfect that's perfect, yeah. Let's talk about uh, the Worldwide Dessert Contest. Great. We're, we're going to be hearing... Man with the Changing Dessert. <laughs> yeah. Where does that fall in the show? It seems like... Yeah, well, the thing is, the premise... Um, the reason this dessert thing has come back now is that um, this is like maybe the book I've, I've published. It was my first, and it maybe was the one that did the best, that people remember the most fondly, and it's the one I'm probably proudest of. I turned it into a musical, and then this uh, a woman, Alina Adams, who introduced me to you, had the idea with new technology that she could publish the book, her company, as an e-book, where you downloaded the book, and embedded in the text were links to the songs I wrote for this musical. Oh. And um, so we went for, you know, any of you, it's like a middle, it's like a fun middle grade novel kind of inspired by kind of Roald Dahl's kind of humor. That's kind of what first inspired me. Um, and, I, I um, think we're going to be seeing more of these kind of books as time goes yeah. on. It's... I, yeah, no, she was, it felt like when she suggested it, it was like, wow, that's weird. But then it was, um, you know, I was thrilled to have another way to get the book back out there. You know, books don't stay in, unless you write Charlotte's Web books, generally don't stay in print <laughs> for 20 years, 25 years. So just got the book out again with the songs and, um, I always liked the songs, but the show wasn't produced. But the, the basic premise and is that the the hero, the kind of hapless hero, John Applefeller, always makes. He 
he desperately wants to win this thing called the Worldwide Dessert Contest. It's like the Olympics of dessert. People come from around the globe, funny chefs to enter just exotic, wild concoctions. But Apple Feller has come in last place every year he's entered for 10 years in a row. And that's because his desserts have the weird, um, something weird happens to them. They always end up changing at the last second. And not only that, when they change, they end up somehow kind of hurting the head judge of the contest. So he's really, and this is like kind of the opening number where Apple Feller in the situation is introduced and like everybody is making fun of him, essentially. You know, Apple Feller is singing of his woes and just kind of the setup. You know, the first song in the show, kind of the setup for the whole story. Excellent. Let's give it a listen from the Worldwide Dessert Contest. This is Man with the Changing Dessert. Apple feller, give it to me and give it to me straight. What was your first dessert? Apple ketchup. The first year I entered it was apple ketchup. Apple ketchup. Everybody said how quaint. changing desserts call it crazy call it strange but year after year they change I'm 
different. My world's largest apple pancake is going to stay an apple pancake. Sure it will. The man with the changing desserts. Okay, that was man with the changing desserts, and uh, <laughs> I. I, I like it. I mean, it's fun. It's, you know, oh, what's... Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, you have to remember it's, um, I like it. I don't apologize for any of it at all, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's like, a it's like musical comedy vocabulary, but it's also like a, a <laughs> children's musical. And, um, yeah. What I like about this story is I feel like people tell me, I think adult, the zaniness of it appeals to adults too. So, uh, exactly. And, and how are the kids getting there, but with the adults? So you have to have something in there that the adults are going to enjoy too. Absolutely. That's, well, that's the hope anyway. I mean, I don't know how many times I sat and watched, you know, uh, Willy Wonka and that kind of thing with my kids. And part of it was for them. And uh, I got to admit, I enjoyed it too. So. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that is the goal. Absolutely. Yep. Um, the next song we're going to be listening to is Mad New Fad Roller Skate. And listening to this before the before the interview, it's the same way. It's kind of offbeat. Well, it's um, it, this is like you know the story. No, I'm really um, the book. You know, again, it gets the plot get kind of wild and crazy, but I, I like to think in a fun way that makes sense given the setup. Basically, you know, Appelfeller, first part of the story, he uh, the hero, his dessert changes again and he uh goes off with the crew kind of on a quest to find great apple pie chef named then Captain B. Raleigh Ragoon who can teach him how to make a, a non changing dessert. Well he and this guy the Ragoon end up making roller skating apple pies together. Um but then when they come back for the next year's contest see if people can follow this uh, get a medal. Um <laughs> come back for the next year's contest their roller skating apple pies are stolen by the uh, bad guy who's named the Sylvester Sweet. So this is the whole sequence where everybody's very excited about Sylvester Sweet, Sweet's roller skating apple pies, which they don't know he's stolen yet. And then Sweet himself comes on and sings about how he's the king of dessert and what a genius he is. And then his roller skating pies start to actually roller skate. And it's this big production number with everybody, you know, chanting roller skate, roller skate. <laughs> and actually, you know, this is like kind of the highlight of the show, these three songs running together. It was, uh, it was fun, and that's why I put it, uh, you know, I just be a good one to share. Absolutely. Okay, let's listen to uh, the Mad New Fad, Roller Skate.
king of everything sweet upon the earth. Genius, tis I in every sense. People crawl from West Nepal to fondle my ingredients. little brilliant me was born a day that humankind will sanctify emerging from my mother's womb i calmly crawled across the room and made a double whipped banana pie then a hungry nurse you see ate the pie and diapered me and wept into her skirt Desertitude has mesmerized the multitudes, made my every day a frantic whirl. Women give me endless chase, posters of my pretty face adorn the rooms of countless teenage girls. To be a living piece of art can be a bar, because at heart I'm but an introvert. But I'm the one and only king of desert. My every move is news, my life a chain of interviews, the highest of the highest, highest tech. The other day a wise giraffe asked me for my autograph, I signed my name and crying on his neck. Go ahead and theorize, but who could ever analyze a great as this overt? Red bow ties meet my roller skating pies. Everyone it tastes delight resting in a tin. Don't simply taste them cold. Should we wait until they froze? Wait until they've raced. It enhances the taste. For research has recently proved that pastries on the go have extra flavor. An apple dessert that has moved is thusly a dessert that one should favor. Faster than a bat can blink, faster than a cat can sling. Soon they'll be maneuvering the rink. Eyes will open wide when they start to glide. The kind of thrill one never can outgrow. Captivating, figurating, skating apple pies. Ready or not, off they go. Ah, yes, prepare to witness greatness. When they skate, it's taking them a minute to adjust to the crowd. Well, how long will it take them there to psychologically prepare? But I'm more than that, they have to skate where it's allowed. My pies have been duly prepared. Taking in account their noise neurosis, no time, no expense has been spared. They've undergone some roller skating apple pie hypnosis. So cut them, if you will, some slack. Any second they will quack, clicking, clacking all around the track. It's worth a little 
wait to see a sight this great, greater than the greatest you could see. Scintillating, navigating, skating apple pies, a dessert from the gods. <laughs> I mean the god, me. Sutton Foster, and you are listening to Musical World. You don't remember anything that happened, do you? Remind me. Henry, you do realize that it's not considered socially acceptable to eat salmon with your bare hands? <laughs> I did that. Or to ask the flower girl if she wants to get stoned. Guess I got a little drunk. Or to proposition the rabbi. The rabbi? Was she at least single? God. I thought I was the man-child in this apartment. You were deeply disgusting, you broke every rule. Perpetually lusting, so middle school. Went after a girl who belongs in a shul. I really did that? You took her hand and did the horror, copped a feel by the Torah. Ouch! Weaving and thrusting, the room was your prey. Maybe it was a sordid display. Tackling the bridesmaid who caught the bouquet. We all agreed you hit your stride when you tongued the mother of the bride. Oh God, but this was the year of the wedding. Yeah, I know. Twelve months to forget. You bet. Another tux to try, another toaster to buy, another evening of regret. All those impossible weddings were anything but fun. Those days are gone, I'm moving on, thank God they're done. It's so weird, Glenn. Now that it's over, I'm energized. Glad you're ready to crawl out of your abyss, dude. But first there's something I really need to tell you. Slammed in the face, kicked hard in the shins But now is the time life truly begins This time around the goofy guy wins Hold that thought, don't exhale till you see what came in the mail Goodbye to the year of the weddings I gave all I could give Gonna clean up my act, gonna make me a pack to get off my butt and live. Henry, 
I got through the year of the weddings, prayed that it would pass. Life's been bleak, a losing streak since... Oh, God, don't go there. Since Sheila... Henry, stop. Since Sheila dumped my sorry ass. Sheila, it's funny you brought her up. Here. She sent me a wedding invite? I got one, too. Hate to tell you, dude, but she's getting married. To Mr. Thor Arnold Rosenbaum, the Google guy. Afraid so. But she was supposed to marry me. Hi, Henry. I love you. Henry, stop Shut it. up. It's my fantasy. Sheila, my best friend and my best lover. Sheila, Sheila, you were the perfect blend. Sheila, the decaf to my cream. Oh, wasp goddess of my dream. In your sandals from Land's End. Oh, Henry, I still love you. Sort of. How could you do it? How could you leave me? And for a guy named Thor. Well, he's rich and handsome and funny and fantastic and... Sheila, five long years together. And now it's stormy weather. I hope you and your millionaire geek boy rot in hell. I take it you're not going? Of course I'm going. Look what it says here. Henry Mann and guest. Dude, slow down. And my guest has to be perfect. The one. Someone who will make Mrs. Thor Rosenbaum weep for what might have been. Henry. This is New York City, Glenn. There's tons of girls out there. Help me think. Julie Briney. Too whiny. Abby Sands. Man hands. Oh. Dory Knapp. What a Jap. Then Candy Snide. You said you kissed her. Yeah, but then I did her sister. Nice. Jane Maloney. Such a phony. Sandra Hoff. Smells like off. The bug spray. Kathy Flynn. Dry skin. Carol Bretchett is era. Gay. Whatever. You are still the pickiest son of a bitch in the world. Not picky. Discerning. So I've been disgusting, but those days are through. I'll find someone trusting, someone that's true. My march to the altar is long overdue. Someone I can love and cherish till death do us part, but at the same time, someone I can shove down Sheila's throat. Shut up. You know, come to think of it, I met someone at Starbucks you might like. Starbucks? I can't marry someone you just met at Starbucks. Why not? Her name's Tamar. To tell the truth, I told her all about you. She's cute, she loves musicals and mint chip ice cream, and get this! She even thinks Glass Onion is one of the Beatles' best tunes. Now she sounds interesting. Yeah? Tamar. Mrs. Tamar Mann. Easy boy, take it one step at a time. I'll make this the year of the wedding, a wedding of my own. I'll find me a pearl, sure I sound like a girl, but what fun is life alone? Oh yes, it's the year of the wedding, yeah that much is true, let bells chime, it's my time! Hi, uh, Tamar, this is Henry Mann, right, Glenn's friend. So, uh, listen, I was wondering, what's that? Do I want to go out on Friday night? Huh, I did!
Okay, that was a mad new fad, roller skates, and we also heard Year of the Weddings. That's from uh, Nine Wives, correct? Yes, it is. It yeah. is. It's um, the opening number. Uh, shall I tell you a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Um, absolutely. So I didn't write the music for the, all the dessert stuff I wrote the music for. This, um, the uh, Nine Wives, Doug Cohen wrote the music. Okay. And I wrote the script, and we co-wrote the lyrics together, just to give the credit. But um, it's based on this novel I wrote, Nine Wives, about this kind of hopeless, again, kind of hapless, but hopelessly kind of romantic <laughs> guy, kind of as one person's, you know, said it's kind of like a, you know, Walter Mitty-ish, kind of always dreaming of, like, the perfect woman. And he finds out, as you just heard in that opening number, that his um, ex-fiancee, who broke his heart, getting engaged and not only that invited him to the wedding so this is him kind of you know what you heard he's just kind of summoning his yeah and, his and she's marrying like, a, on and, a rich yeah. guy on top of it <laughs> yeah yeah and um i guess the conceit of this show that hopefully you know it's like i said we we've had several workshops of it and we we're just at the um a good speed in east haddam connecticut people don't know it's a mm-hmm. great place to develop musicals and uh we got into a festival there, and we feel like it's really ready to be produced, and we're trying to make that happen now. But um, the uh, the main conceit of the show is to make something producible and fun is that it stars three actors, and one woman plays all nine wives in the story. All uh, all the women parts are played by one actress. And, oh, uh, man, that's got to be a challenge. A lot of work. I'm sorry? That's got to be a challenge. Yeah, um, well, I, hopefully it'll be a really good part for somebody, but um, <laughs> we've had some really talented people do it in readings, and, and there's two guys. There's the lead guy, and then the second guy plays um, the Henry, the main, plays um, the best friend, and then he also plays all the other male parts. But um, it, no, it's gone really, it's gone really well, and it took a lot of tinkering, as you might imagine, to get it right, and to figure out who the nine wives should be, and they were ended up being different than they were in the book version, you know, the novel version that I wrote. So a lot of the rewriting of the show was just tightening it and, like, figuring out how this one actress, she always has to have enough time to change. But we think we did it. You know, it went really well with this dude, so um, we're, we're definitely psyched about it. Excellent. Who were, uh, who were some of the performers? Uh... Well, on that, on the, the track you just heard... Um, that was done in a studio. That was Steve Rosen, who's been in a lot of Broadway shows. He was in the recent revival of Guys and Dolls. He was in the original cast of Spamalot. And then a young actor who's been in a lot of things off Broadway named Lance Rubin, who's really great. He'll, I'm sure you'll hear more of. And the next song, um, if I can say, should I go on and... Yeah, go right ahead. The next go one? ahead and leave it. Well, the next it. song that we realized writing early, there's basically... You know, Henry, the main character among the main wives he's dealing with, there's the ex-fiance who dumped him. And then there's like a new woman who's kind of trendy and kind of a hip village type. But then there's kind of the sweet girl. She's not the girl next door because they live in New York City, but she's kind of the sweet girl he knows from work. whose name is Christine. And um, this song that you're going to hear is sung by Heidi Blickenstaff, who's... Um, one of the oh original uh, creators of the title of show, and right. been in, like, too many shows to even recount. But she's amazing, and this is a song where Christine um, 
basically Henry and Christine have been on a very kind of successful date kind of comic and Henry was first very upset or worried in the beginning because he thought Christine had a unibrow and he thought that was going to ruin everything it's like <laughs> and then like I, I won't even I don't want to say an air what happens but kind of like some kind of crazy things happen but they end up getting along really well but then Henry imperfect person that he is kind of drops the ball on calling her again and this is where Christine sings um the song it's only a first date where she kind of is disappointed that he hasn't called <laughs> but you know um he comes crawling back to her later in the show of course <laughs> for now she's kind of down and out and uh this is her Heidi book and staff singing it's only a first date maybe you will never know his favorite band at Woodstock his favorite film by Hitchcock the books he's read his touch in bed you may never wake up to his homemade cheese frittata there's not a lot of things you can claim cause it's only a first date it's far from a lifetime no investment so there's no return you can laugh at his jokes but you won't meet his fun first date Maybe we will never ride the rapids in a kayak or bicycle through Nyack Share a view a Netflix queue Maybe we will never get to see who wins at ping pong or someday have a song of our own Cause it's only a first date A few hours that flew by though it felt as if there might be more to come no real memory shared don't pretend that he cared don't be fooled by the stars that lit the sky or was it the light in his eyes by now it should come no surprise that life doesn't go as planned still it was good to hold his hand maybe you'll forget how reassuring were his kisses it's easy to dismiss the whole night cause it's only an order it's hardly an entree but a kind of dole's the hunger You'll forget by next week, but remember his smile, for it's only a dance, it's only a meal, it's only a guy, so come on, get real, there's no chance in hell that he feels what you feel, cause it's only a first day. Nothing more. So, so what's coming up for you? you? I know you're working on a couple other musicals, and uh, uh, yeah, I mostly I'm um, just lately uh, my most recent book 
for kids. It's called The School for the Insanely Gifted. That's a lot of fun. I want to talk about it now, but if anybody wants to go check that out, it's uh, listed up there on my website. Um, but I'm kind of just kind of mostly trying to, writing-wise, trying to do theater stuff. I mean, nine watts has been the main thing. Mm-hmm. On the show, um, I got asked to write the book for the show called um, Fiction and Photographs with music by this very talented young guy named Dan Mills. It's conceived by this other very talented guy named Randy Red. So I'm excited about that. And then I have this other pet project I've worked on for years, this crazy musical I've written everything for about life, you know, just a silly thing about life at a corporate law firm. Oh, that's, <laughs> you know, that's the, corporate law I'm musical the, comedy. That's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was when I was oh, yeah. reading through your bio on your webpage. It's like, okay, this this sounds interesting to me. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope other people feel that. I literally <laughs> just finished doing a demo this week, and I'm um, I mean, I worked on this in the '90s, and then kind of abandoned it. And it was the one thing. And after 13, I kind of wanted to try to resurrect and just get a new demo tape and see if I could get anybody interested. So, um, uh, well, you keep know, us it's, posted. It's very silly. Oh, hey. I love it. I. It's very silly, but you know we'll see. Hey, yeah, keep us posted on uh, on the other items you're doing, and when you're ready, you know, let us know. We can we can put them out there for uh, the world to preview. <laughs> oh, I, I would love that. That would be so nice of you. Thanks. Absolutely, and as always. I will put links in the show notes to uh, Dan's website where you can uh, you can actually read uh, the first chapter of uh the school for the yeah. insanely gifted and you can uh, you can look at all the other interesting things he's done and i've also got a link there where you can purchase the worldwide dessert content yes the, the worldwide dessert book version of it with songs embedded the new listening reading experience that sounds so, so cool no but it's fun uh, they did a really good job with it and it's um and you can also go buy the actual hard copy if you want to go to amazon but um you want the songs you have to go to the bible links thank you so much it's been a real pleasure thanks for thank you me. very much i really appreciate you taking and the I time keep up the good work it's great what you're doing God. thank you very much we really appreciate no, I'm gonna it go, i'm gonna be a fan of your site now <laughs> <laughs> tell all your friends uh, i will all, all right. right well take care thanks dan okay thanks bye-bye